The die is cast. Welcome, fellow travelers, to the Gaius Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller podcast. We are your guides, Jameson and Scully. Today, we are going to go over the upcoming products from Wizards of the Coast for Dungeons and Dragons. So I was recently informed that over the weekend, Dungeons and Dragons had a huge event, which I didn't know about. I had no idea about um, it, either, honestly, until you said something. And with it, they announced a new campaign and a whole bunch of new products. So we decided to go ahead and review and give our thoughts of the upcoming products that they have. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad. Um... There's some interesting things. And some not-so-interesting things. I don't know. Well, let's go ahead and get started. And the first one is the World Builder's Journal. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of a excerpt from Wizards of the Coast website. I do apologize. I am dyslexic, so I may stumble. Um, it's an official Dungeons & Dragons journal featuring 365 writing prompts to help role players of all levels get their creative juices flowing. So it's kind of like um, a writing prompt. prompt. I was about to say, it's, it's kind of like a writing prompt. So like, if you're having a little bit of a hard time, like coming up with a with a concept for your world or for your particular like, one shot, I think that would probably help you. It's like mean, a day planner for DMs. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting. And uh, retail price is $16.99. That's so not too bad. That's for not too bad. $17, especially for a newer DM, I mean, that's going to be a lot more, uh, a lot easier to swallow than Rook and Raven's, what, $50 plus? Yeah, well, the thing with the Rook and Raven is, is, is that's nice for somebody who is, I think, at, an advan- at a more of an advanced level. Who, you know what I mean? It doesn't have prompts. It just, you already know what you need to put into it already. Whereas this is going to help you get started. So the website also says you will encounter insightful questions that encourage you to delve deeper into backstories of your characters and their enemies and what drives them uh, to the life of adventure. So, I mean, again, it's helping with. a load of things. So it helps with your world building. It could also help with your PC creation or NPC creation. I'm thinking more NPC because this really feels more like the DM's journal. DM's journal, which I have a couple of them that are like that. I mean, I think it's really kind of cool because you're definitely able to record a lot in it, which Mm -hmm. is something that we highly recommend that you do. Uh, However, I... I actually think it's a pretty good thing. Um, it does say release date of May 12th. Ooh. Um, out. Already out. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? We'll, with, we'll find it. Well, with supply chains and everything, probably Amazon has it. Probably Amazon has um, it. I didn't yep. look at the date. But, I mean, it just recently came out. So, so it's available. Supposedly. Check your local retailers. Yes. Um, and mortar support support lo- your local game stores. Absolutely. All right, so the next one, uh, the next release they have is the Mythic Odyssey of Theros, which is a, I don't really want to call it a campaign guide. I would call it a world building guide. It's a world building guide. Because I think it's more like uh, the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. Yes. Which. It's, it's a guide to building yourself a world inside that world. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a step-by-step campaign right yeah where you can go page by page and lead your your players through a already made 
campaign. Yeah. Now, the one thing, it does have a lot of the mythology of Theros. For those of you who don't know, Theros is a world in Magic the Gathering. So mm -hmm. this is a Magic the Gathering uh, Dungeons & Dragons crossover. I'm personally a fan of those. I liked Ravnica. I would like to see more of these because I like the worlds of mm -hmm. Magic the Gathering. Yeah, Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I think... What do you think of the crossovers? Um, I'm weird. Like, I mean, I like magic and I like D&D. I'm not particularly sure if I like them together. It's, you know, I don't know. They're two similar tastes that should go together, but I haven't really done enough of my own research to see if I would enjoy it. Like, I would probably take some things and put them in my own worlds, but I don't know if I would build something directly within that particular world. I think this would be really interesting if it's good they to take did... like bits and pieces of something and put it into something else. Well, it is also nice because I think there are different um, classes and different races. Right, that's what I mean. Um, like, because yeah. I think there's, I'm not going to say which ones I think they are because I don't know 100%, um, mm. but there's a couple um, that I've heard about. I don't know if they're yeah. actually in it or not. I always like, you know, scoring through the books and seeing what different rules there are mm -hmm. to add, you know, spice to different games and things like that. Um, I, I'm. I, like I said, I don't particularly subscribe to the whole thing of, like, building one world within something. You know what I mean? I always want to try to make it, take a piece of it and put it in something. I don't know. I think I like the idea. I mm -hmm. would like to see what else they could do with it. Yeah. Um, I do have the Ravnica book somewhere. somewhere. I'm in the process of moving, and, like, my stuff is just absolutely everywhere. Yeah. So, um We'll have to look at that sometime and yeah, we'll really, take, really, really go really good dive into it. See what's going on. Um, now, the interesting thing, what I was going to say is having these worlds available is great. If we oh, do yeah. like the we did with one of our campaigns where we were actually planeswalkers. Yes. So there are set rules for those specific planes of existence, right. which so again I think would be those guides. Yeah. To, to, so that we can which I that. think would be fun. The thing I really like about Theros is since it's more Greek mythology based, mm -hmm. you kind of have that Xena Hercules esque yes, adventure, very high mythology mm -hmm. gods and goddesses, and yeah. you know. And the gods are quite wicked in Theros, yes, at least they in are not my opinion. Like what you, you know pantheon of good gods and like zeus and all that now they're pretty they're they're not nice well neither were the greek gods to be honest i mean look at hera she no, cursed everything everyone. yeah what was the one one guy that ate his children that uh, was Kronos. Kronos who ate his children and stuff so yeah, yeah like true but I think in this, they're even worse than that. They're worse I, than that. I don't know. I mean, you do have, like, my favorite god, obviously, is Erebos, god of the dead, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of my staple cards in multiple commander decks. Yes. You have gone up against him numerous yes, times. Unfortunately. Uh, so, I don't know. I think it's a, an exciting adventure. I'm excited to get the book um, and see what is available. The next one on the list is called The Journal of Holding. Um, this is an official licensed uh, keepsake journal, lavishly designed with magnetic closure and a back pocket. That's interesting. Um, it's a must-have for Dungeons & Dragons fans of all levels and ages. So basically, it's a journal. It's a D&D &D Trapper Keeper. 
Well, no, it's just a journal, it looks like. Yeah, so it's like um, a journal so that you can take notes through the campaign. Probably has a pocket in the back to put your pe- your character sheet. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't give dimensions either. So who knows how big it is. Yeah. I would assume it's probably like a 5x8 or probably something like that. Like, probably the size of a, of a piece of paper. Like a mm, I don't think they would do 8.5x11. I think it'd be regular journal size. So like, oh. um, you know that River Song journal oh, that yeah, I have? I have one. Um, yeah, I have one too. I use that for my campaigns because yeah, I'm I a total nerd. Yeah, I have one around who's I'm a total nerd that way. Yeah. Um, whether you're a diehard dungeon master preparing your next game session or a part-time player wanting to represent your favorite RPG, this journal is the ultimate companion for your quest. And eh, little wordy, it's a journal. It's a journal. It's, I mean, it I looks mean, cool. In the world of so many journals out there, it's it's not anything I'm going to really want to, like, run out and get. I think for, especially for new players, this would be really good. If, you're, um, if you really didn't know a lot and you're like, oh, I'll just go get, done, you know, Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. you know, licensed stuff. Or this would actually be a good gift. Because even be if... Even if you're not a huge fan, or even if you are a huge fan, mm-hmm. if somebody gives you like a D and D journal, you're probably gonna use it. You're gonna use it, or you're gonna at least think, "Oh, that was thoughtful." Right. You know, because you have a strong interest. So, um, kind of describing the artwork, it's the dragon ampersand. It's black and red. Um, as Chris and I were talking, for a company that is so imaginative in their stories. <laughs> Um, and they have such beautiful artwork. A lot of their products are, are basic, uninspired. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, this one. I mean, just so you can kind of see. I mean, it's a decent artwork. It definitely has more of like a tattoo it, vibe. Uh, it looks very much like their alternate covers of their uh, yes of their their guides. So yeah, it's nice, but I do like the um, the different dice, dice on the on side. The side. I mean, it is nice. What does it have a price point? Uh, this one is nineteen ninety nine. So I mean, yeah, it's not too bad. It's um, not too bad. But the thing is, is I bet you it's anything like it's a one and done. So you use all the pages and then. Oh, it's, it's definitely a one and done. Ah, uh, yeah. See, that it would be a little better to me if it had like the insert where you could like refill it with another pad. Um, but I mean, yeah. I mean, if somebody gave that to me as a gift, I would. I'd be happy with it. I don't know if I would go out and buy it myself. I mean, there are so many amazing journals oh, out so there. There's so many amazing journals and out there. Especially now, since D&D has become mainstream, we'll, we'll put it that way. I mean, it has. You have all these different creators creating things. You can go on Etsy oh, and mean, find amazing handmade uh, journals oh, God, that yes. totally fit your aesthetic and you can get it for you know multiple campaigns or you can get it just for one campaign i, mean, I the bracelets that i just got mm-hmm. the the woman who makes those also makes leather bound handmade journals yeah and like i mean or make your own or make your own if you're i mean crafty, it's if you're not crafty enough, it's not hard it. to make it i mean no. i have one that's halfway finished but i'm just saying like, if you're crafty enough yeah. to do it to make your own it probably cost you less and uh, no well it depends on what you make it out of right well I'm i mean you have you have i'm to. sorry audience i'm not a crafty guy so I have well no i mean you have to pay for the chipboard you have right. to pay for the okay. rope you have to pay for all the pages and then god help you if you want to do all a larger one is nerd forge and she, she did an amazing job her books 
Like every time I watch one of those videos and she's making a book, I'm just like, I wish I could do that. Well, it's not hard to do at all. And I could teach you how to do it. Because, man, I'd love one of those. (laughs) But the problem is I need to find out where she finds. um, Of course, does she use parchment or does she use just regular paper? So the great thing about her is she uses sketchbook paper that you can find at an art store. And then she dyes it with coffee. So I already love her. That's a classic I already love her for that. And I'm just like... Yes. So she just um, uses like that thick, mm-hmm. like sketch paper or whatever. Yeah, to make them. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because I've been wondering how she gets uh, legal size paper, which is 11 by 17. I mean, the sheets are like, you can't see this audience, but the sheets are like, she gets the big ones and just folds well, them in half. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. Whatever they're called. I forgot what they're called. They're like, when there's like a bundle of them. Uh, um, it's called a choir. Yeah, a choir. Um, so. Because I've always been wondering where she gets those, because finding parchment in legal size paper, which is eight and a half by eleven, I can't find anywhere. And when I do find it, it's always stupid expensive. But that's besides yeah, the point. She technically makes her own. Actually, that's actually quite um, useful or resourceful way of getting good quality paper. Because one of the problems I have with yeah. paper is I love parchment, but it's it's crazy. expensive. It's, it's expensive. I'll get up. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Next, that was uh, released. Oh, I guess I should have um, said when that one was releasing. Um, the Journal of Holding is being released. Um, it says August fourth of twenty twenty. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too far away. That's I mean, not too far away. Not too far. Now, here's the thing. Do I think I should maybe get one so that I can see what it's like? I probably will. Just to kind of, just I, to kind of. See what it's all about, and just to have it in my collection, I guess, as a DM. To be personally, perfectly honest, honestly, I'll end up probably getting one for Christmas, knowing, lately, n- knowing your spouse, partner, knowing my partner, he's been good about getting me D and D stuff lately for Christmas. <laughs> I would honestly say between the two, for you, since you DM more, I would probably go with the. Um, the one that has world the builders the kit. Prompts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though builds so many worlds. Yeah, even though so like many. you, you and I both uh, create worlds fairly easily. Fairly easy because we have so much in our brains. Yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on to the next product. Um, is called Hero Heroes Feast. It is a D and D cookbook. Now this is the one that I really kind of. <laughs> So the Wizards of the Coast website says mm-hmm. 80 recipes inspired by a magical world of Dungeons and Dragons, perfect for solo quest or a feast shared with fellow adventurers. So I think this is actually a fairly Honestly, ingenious idea. Out of all the th- products that are coming out, this is probably my favorite. The Heroes Feast includes recipes for snacking, um, I'm not going to read all this. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of words that I don't know. Yeah, those are the um, pronounced them incorrectly, and we don't. Yeah, that. although there's ones hogs and bedrolls, which is pigs in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket. Um, one that I really am excited about. It says um, drow mushroom which, steak. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Which I don't know whether that's like a mushroom steak or if it's like a large portobello grilled as a steak. It also kind of sounds like it could be like. Uh, uh, beef. Jesus, um, uh, is it beef Wellington? No, beef Wellington is like uh, a, a roast that's that's covered in uh, filo dough. 
Um, oh, that's right. The 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 like the the beef with the mushroom sauce and all that together. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yes, I can't. My brain can't think of it. It, fellow listeners, if you know what we're talking about, please put that in, <laughs> as a comment in our our Twitter. Yeah, because we're because we know blanks. what we're thinking, but we just. It's not coming to our the name is not coming to our brains. It's late at night. I kind of I kind of sprung this video on him saying we need to do this while it's still fresh in our minds. Yeah. Um, the one thing I do really like about this is it has a variety of recipes. So it mentions um, hearty vegetarian dishes, um, meaty and fish mains, which I'm assuming is like a fish dish. Fish dishes and like, you yeah. know, probably like, you know, turkey and stuff like that too. But you know, what's interesting about this is there's actually a TikToker mm. who does something very similar to this. Yeah. Um, Quincy's Tavern. It is uh, Quincy, I believe. I'm going to probably butcher this. It's Quincy <laughs> either IK or LK because, you know, when it's a capital I, it looks like an L. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Quincy LK right. um, on TikTok. Highly recommend him. He's absolutely hilarious, and he does amazing food, and he presents it in these videos. So I do highly recommend watching him. Uh, so he's done things like he's done a boba tea-inspired D&D. Um, I showed you that um, wolf stew, oh my God. which was like it, a it, chuck roast over mashed potatoes, which looked, looked fantastic. so good. Um, he does different cookies, uh, so he called them spell cookies. Oh yes. Um, I can't remember if it was him who did this I or if it was another person. Inspired foods. Um, they actually use like wax seals to stamp the chocolate to give like different Ooh, seals. That's awesome. I can't remember if it was him that did it or someone else, oh, but I mean it's fantastic. absolutely fantastic. So that really is. Um, I think this product it's $35 which is actually fairly decent wow, for that's a pretty good for a cookbook yeah cookbooks can get really, really pricey expensive. they're really expensive um this is coming out October 2020 oh, okay. uh, wow, says, that's perfect time for fall foods it really is oh my god that is perfect time for like soups and stews and slow cook recipes which I'm sure this this book has tons of yeah I'm kind of excited about this I'll definitely get it because I collect cookbooks which is super weird this will probably, well I have one already but like this will be my second cookbook oh I have I have several I have my mom's original Betty Crocker oh that's probably worth some money from the, do I have a Betty Crocker one the 60s which was her mom that which was my grandmother's you know what always has the best recipes and this is sound really weird coming from me for anyone who knows me. Church potluck cookbooks. I bet. Man, there's nothing like good potluck. When, so I don't know if churches still do this, but churches a lot of times would get recipes from different families oh, and compile the, it and, put it and then thing, yeah. put it in a book. And I don't know whether, I know they sold it. So it was like five, ten bucks, which the proceeds went to the yeah, church yeah. and all that stuff, oh, which I mean, it. You could get amazing recipes from those things. Yes. I absolutely love them. Um, don't miss the drama that goes with churches, though. <laughs> um, all right. So next is the Stranger Things and Dungeons and Dragons comic by Dark Horse Comics. Now, what I'm thinking is that the comic is going to be based off the adventure that they're playing in the show. So it's going to be their characters, and that's the the, the story that's going to go on. Because like, I'm like, what else would it be? Like the Demogorgon when they're fighting the Demogorgon in the first season. You know what I mean? Like, like mm. I, 
Well, the product overview doesn't really give a whole it's lot. It's not a surprise, but that's what I'm guessing. If it's going to be D&D and Stranger Things, then I assume it's going to be kind of like the, stra- the Stranger Things D&D set. Oh, I, I guarantee it's going it's to be a be lot like that. It's going to be that story just in comic book form. I don't know. Uh, as I said, the product review has nothing, uh, or excuse me, product overview has really nothing um, in it. We'll have to wait from it Dark Horse. Out. It's from Dark Horse Comics, which I like Dark Horse. They I usually do like. great things. Um, see the moment the boys meet Dustin for the first time. So maybe it isn't. Did I miss that? I haven't seen The Last I Stranger think, Things. No. This might be a... I mean, this might be a prequel to. I was going to say. I think this. I think with the way that this sounds, it sounds like this may be a prequel to before oh, never the mind. show. I know who Dustin is. Yeah. Before um, the show, like this is when they all first meet. Maybe it's the origin story. Yeah. See, the moment the boys first meet or meet yes. Dustin for the first yes. time. I think this is. Never a, mind. I know who Dustin is. Yeah. It's, this is a uh, never-ending story. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, later in the series, Eleven and Max play D and D with yeah, the boys. I see, I see where this is. So it's like a, this is going to be kind of like a, everybody meets, they, they're playing D and D. There'll be probably some of the panels are going to be like their characters in, yeah. in the adventure. Yeah. I see where this is going. And I think that'll probably be pretty, like a pretty good, I would read that. But I'm a huge Stranger Things fan too, so that they've got me already. D and D and Stranger Things. I don't know. This will be interesting. Uh, I'll definitely add it to my pull list. Dark Horse Comics. But I don't know. It doesn't really give me a whole lot. Yeah, it's not giving us a whole lot. We can only speculate yeah. on what, really what it is. Yeah, and I can't believe I just totally blanked on like all the characters for Dungeons or not Dungeons and Dragons, Stranger Things, Dungeons and Dragons, Stranger Things. As I said, it's late at night. Um, now we're getting to the real reason we are talking about this. They announced the newest campaign setting, which is Icewind Dell Rime of the Frost Maiden. So this is a, in the far north of the Forgotten Realms, there is this land of Icewind Dell and you go up against not only the you not only go up against the frost maiden you also are fighting the environment right so very ravenant like the or the lighthouse where like the ocean is also an enemy yeah like you're going you're battling not only the god but you're battling the weather so they did an announcement mm-hmm. um live which was actually i'm not gonna lie kind of painful to sit through a little bit um it, it actually reminded me a lot of work <laughs> with zoom meetings the yes. zoom meetings, zoom meetings. Um, uh, yeah PTSD. <laughs> I'm having having a lot of PTSD. So um, the announcers were Anna Prosser, uh, Mika Burton. Burton. She's amazing. Um, I'm actually not familiar with her. That's that's LeVar Burton's daughter. Well, I know you told me that. She's so, I mean, oh my God, her episodes in Critical Role are absolutely fantastic i'm i'm actually kind of intrigued i'll like i'd like to see how she does D. oh it's so good yeah her uh her and laura together oh i can see that so being... it's so fantastic see mika seems like a fireball so she, she plays a what is the angel race um, oh um um, um asimar she's an asimar and she's so good her character 
it's one of my favorites of the, of this season. Mm. Of uh, it's one of the side characters. She's one of my favorite characters. She's so awesome. I mean, they always get the best the best people to come on to be guests on the show. And when I heard that Mika Burton was coming on, I was so excited. I was like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And then to find out she's going to be in Azamar and like how her character is, it is just, it's great. And that whole, that whole subline, like subplot was mm-hmm. so good too. See, I just, I'm so behind on Critical Role. I'm so behind that I can't catch up. It's impossible right now. I'm I am as behind as you are. Well, no. probably a little less, but I am I'm pretty behind you. And I, you know what? The funny thing is, during all this, I should have took the time to catch up. But I have so much other things that I'm doing too. Well, we have so, so many much, things in the pipeline right now, no, and it's hard to sit down for four hours and 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 like listen to an entire episode. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's extremely I, hard. And my thing is, is I can't have it on as a background thing because there's so much story. I want to get all the details. Mm-hmm. And then from uh, Wizards of the Coast, you also had Chris Perkins, Chris Perkins. and Jeremy Crawford. Jeremy Crawford. Um, I don't know what was going on with Chris Perkins. It feels like his uh, connection was a little uh, was a little uh, not yeah. strong. But he also said he was in his basement, so that could also be a thing. I had a basement apartment, and I, don't, I, I mean, didn't have that much issue. It could have been a connection issue with him. I don't know. Um, so, well, first of all, that um, Albert thing he it. had, I want it. I want that. I want that. I it was, was like, adorable. I'm like, uh, perks of being the creative, what I, uh, creative director for yeah. the coast. <laughs> so, um, the group, Mika, Anna, Chris, and Jeremy all announced the Icewind Dale campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I think is interesting about this campaign is they specifically stated that this is your guide. You right. can run this as a full campaign, right. or if you're in the Forgotten Realms, Which, or even if you're not, even if you're not um, yeah. you can take specific adventures from this mm-hmm. and do it just as yeah. that. See, that's my thing. I we discussed this before we started. Is I am I am myself. I am not particularly a fan of doing adventures straight from the book. Like page by page, I, I think it's a bit boring, but that's just me. I prefer taking bits and pieces of those of those books and put putting them into other things. And there are mechanics that are in this that I I feel like I definitely will use. Well, I think it's like interesting. The weather, the weather conditions. Yeah. The, oh my god. That just they mentioned amazing. that they have new mechanics for. Um, like avalanches, which would be fantastic in be a lot of, of campaigns. It could be like a rock. It doesn't have to be snow. Rock, mudslides. Whatever, um, yeah. Tsunamis. Tsunamis. Uh, um, then they also have uh, snowstorms. Snowstorms. Which is actually fantastic because that works for snow. It works for rain. Uh, the, dust. It could be a dust, dust, dust storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're in a more desert climate. Mm-hmm. So I think this is actually kind of a unique book is... In the aspect that you have the story, but it's also playing into, like, as we mentioned, um, the Mythic Odyssey of Theros, as well as Explorer's Guys of Wildmount. Yes. So you have more of the tools to build your own realm versus just having to read it like 
for example, Curse of Strahd. Curse of Strahd, right. So, though, here's the thing that Chris had said, that this story is more of a horror-based mm-hmm. um, uh, story, uh, and not as, even though it is a high fantasy, it is more uh, to do with, like, isolation, which fits very well with what we're going through right yeah. now. Um and, and they they openly addressed it and they openly stated that that was unintended. It was unintended, but it works. And that, you know, being isolated in this place with the weather, battling the elements for shelter, for food. They have mechanics now for, like, fishing and finding rations in this extreme climate. Which is one of the things that I mentioned to Chris, kind of um, doing pre-production, I like that element because it's not something you really think about mm-hmm. in Dungeons and Dragons. So if you're keep on going in these uh, dungeons, let's say you're doing a massive dungeon crawl right. and you're stuck down there for a long time. I mean, why not put an element of starvation in there? It's true. And I, that's something that I personally haven't experienced. Because we're, we're so used to in high fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Going to a town. Oh, there's a tavern. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a thing. You know what I mean? There always, there's always food available. I feel like we never are thrown into a situation where food is so scarce mm-hmm. that we have to think about that. Well, and one thing that they did mention that it was very much inspired. I don't know if it was inspired, but it definitely is the feeling of John Carpenter's oh, The Thing. It very much has a very John Carpenter's feel to this. Which is, I absolutely love John I, Carpenter. He's my favorite master of horror. Uh, so that's it, just one of those things. I personally like a lot of the things that they said. They think there are a lot of tools in it and the alternate covers, which I love the alternate covers like that they've been doing. The funny that. thing is, I like the alternate covers better than the regular well, ones. Not that the art on the regular covers is spectacular, but it's, that it's alt good. cover is the alternate, so good. The alternate art cover has the Frost Maiden in her owl form. They talk about the different gods in this. Yes. And one thing that I do like, and I know I'm kind of blending things together, I do apologize is she has multiple forms 50 forms they said no 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 uh she only has actually they didn't say how many forms she had well she said she had they said no 50 there different... are 50 stat blocks so there are 50 different creatures oh, okay that she could be coming. that well no that are just in the okay. environment i for thought for some reason that they said mm-hmm. that it was 50 different ones that she could come no come there's across. several different ones that she can turn into right. because she is considered a demigod right so they have the gods which are um, unfathomable right which i'm actually wondering if they're taking a lot of stuff from theros I, from we that won't know until we get it um because they don't really talk a whole lot about gods mm. in dungeons and dragons at least not that i've run across people um, may correct me on that one there are some i, I know there are some and i know in i think it was either the first or second edition they had a book that dealt almost solely with the different mythos. Yes. And because that was the one that had Cthulhu in it, and then they had to pull it. Right. So I do know that there are some gods in this, but this one seems to really focus on the different aspects of deities. Mm -hmm. So she can transform into multiple uh, forms. They said that there are 50 different stat blocks, so different creatures. Now, I'm kind of getting, and I may be reading too much into this, that it may be like 
you know, like an ice wolf or a, a winter wolf or, or a dire wolf, yeah. um, you know, like an ice bear or an ice owlbear or something yeah. along that line. So it may not be. Frost, they're all kind of the frosty winter, yeah. winter themed uh, animals. So they may not actually be that exciting. Like I said, we won't know until we get this in September. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of uh, trying to get the word out as we can right now. Um, so the Frost Maiden's name is Aurel. Aurel? Aurel. And she's a demigoddess. I have question mark goddess. I think she's actually supposed to be a demigoddess. But they ended up mentioning um, Hela from... Because of the horns. Uh, well, not because of the horns. Because she is a tangible, tangible entity. Yeah, and she like is not um, perfect. Right. So she has her faults, a lot like the Greek and Roman gods mm-hmm. that had, you know, major faults. So I think that's a fantastic thing. It, uh, I have here that it sounds like it's very environment driven, which they kind of really push that. They really push the environment. Uh, which I think yeah. is, again, fantastic. So it's 320 pages, and they said bad. 50 stat blocks, which that's actually quite a bit for that's a, a bit. campaign. And they said it has a map in it, too. Yeah, they said that has a map mm-hmm. in it. Um, and they also said it's structured like the Essentials Kit. Now, do I have the Essentials Kit? Or do I just have the Starter Kit? I think you just have the Starter Kit. Yeah, I might have to check out the Adventures Kit. Mm-hmm. Or the Essentials Kit, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so, with Icewind Dell, uh, Ryan of the Frost Maiden, you also get the dice set, which has the... Uh, it has a map, it has, like, flashcards, yeah. um, or monster cards, and... Um, the dice. Now, interestingly enough, um, just looking at the picture, I think it's a beautiful color. It's a very dark teal, so it definitely has like that deep glacial ice look to it. But if you're talking I, about frosty, I am unimpressed. I think the Laurel Silverhands Explorer kit color is a little bit more appropriate. Appropriate. It's just. For a company as big as they are, they couldn't reach out to somebody else to make their damn dice, th- to make it look like actual ice. Like, come on, man. I don't know. I th- Especially, how much is that? 30 bucks? Yeah, this one is $30, which is $5 more than what the other um, Explorer kits are. I'm sorry. I'm. It's not, I mean, for me, it's a no-go. But for somebody else who maybe is... You know, I, starting out or something like that. That's you know, Again, I nice, think it's a great gift. It's a great gift. It's a great, like, starters thing or, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, because you get two D20s. I'm just, it's just like, if you're going to make something themed, I'm like, great. So I have another set of blue dice. I can get blue dice anywhere. I don't know. I, I do like them. And, like, I have the Laurel Silverhands Explorer Kit to do um, a review for a dice video that I'm working on and i haven't opened it so i haven't really like looked mm-hmm. at anything uh so i think it's cool that you do get a dice tray but it is one of those like smaller ones and i don't really like the smaller dice trays personally because i don't feel like the dice can roll no. that much or that well I, I don't feel like it's worth it i don't know i i kind of torn on it um, and both of these release on September 15th, so it's coming up. It's coming quick. Um, which I think is really interesting, because these launch in September, and then 
Um, the Mythic Odyssey of Theros launches in July, so those are actually fairly okay, close yeah, together. Really coming out some some products here. And I mean, on a side note, so is Magic. It's weird because you have you have uh, the Corset 2021 launching. Mm-hmm. The end of this month or actually i think technically it launches like the first week in july mm-hmm. then you have the jumpstart set that's coming out in like august or september and then you have double masters i think is what it's called yeah double masters because it's a, a another master set okay. which they said they weren't going to print like it, they're coming out like in very very rapid succession yeah, and I'm just it, to it's, me, I think it feels like they're trying to do it to help. I don't know. I mean, uh, companies honestly. companies are really hurting right now, and that's why I say if you can support your Please local support game your stores, local brick and mortar game stores. So I understand kind of why they're doing it, but it just seems like a lot, and they're really taxing the player base. Yeah, especially not. I mean, maybe not so much Ma- uh, Dungeons and Dragons because. I mean, the books, if you don't like the setting or don't like the idea, you're not going to do it. But, I mean, like, with magic, come on. Enough is enough. So, I mean, I think some of these products are really cool. I think the book is going to be great. I'm I'm excited to read it and really kind of go into it and see what some of the stuff that are in it. But some of the accessories that come with it, though, I'm like, eh, it feels like an afterthought. Um, I mean, it's not really an afterthought because they do it with like the major um, releases because um, there's, the One Explorer's kit was released with... Um, Got the red dice? No. Well, there was the uh, Descent into Advertis one, which I can't decide whether I want to get that to review or if I just want to do the Laurels kit and just leave it at that. Right. I just... It's, I just bought some like really amazing dice right, from yeah, Kraken the, the, Dice. Here's the thing. We just discussed this too. There are so many. I mean, you can go right on Twitter and find people making dice, everyday people making dice that are a hundred times better than this for a cheaper price tag. Yeah, I don't. So it's like it's seriously like you're buying. They're you're buying the Starbucks of of dice. I mean, you're not wrong with that. It's like it's not worth it when you can make it. You can find them better. Yeah, because, I mean, these really don't look a whole lot different than even Chessex dice, which are like, what, 10 to $13? Exactly. What we found, what, we went on Etsy after after we saw that. We went on the internet. I typed in ice, icy D&D dice. Immediately brought up one, an entire set for $13 that looked like ice. Yeah, so, I mean... Again, I think it's a good gift. It's a good gift, but it is something that I would not buy. Yeah, I I don't know. I think if you're just starting, it's probably oh, a good yeah. idea. I think if you're well, just starting, it's a great idea because it's a lot of dice. Right it's away. it's a pretty good um, it's a set of good set of dice. You have the two d twenties, but also one of the things I do like about it is you do have the map. So if you're going to actually be playing the campaign. Mm-hmm. So maybe that might be a good well, option. The full, the full map in the book, right? You do, but do you really want to pull that out of the book? I never do. I, would, I, would, okay. I never pull them out of the book because I want them to be the book to stay nice. Yeah. But I'm weird that way. I mean, it, it's meant to be used. I Yeah, I know. I'm just weird that way. 
So out of all the products, I am definitely excited for the Hero's Feast. I am most excited for the cookbook. I think that's fantastic. Um, I will be getting the um, Theros book just because I'm a magic fan. Um, I'll probably end up picking the Icewind Dell book up just because I think it has some interesting mechanics. Mm. The Stranger Things comic, I mean, uh, it's I mean, a comic we'll book, get, so... Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get one, read it, and see how it is. Yeah, that's not coming out till November, though. Yeah, so that's far away. That's yeah. probably not coming out until the new season. Probably that's okay. When good. is the new season coming out? <sighs> Who knows now? Honestly, though, that's a show that probably already has been... Yeah, I was going to say, that's been... Probably already done and in the can... They're just waiting to release it. Yeah, because they released season probably, four last July. So probably October, if I were to guess. I don't know. We should look that up. Yeah. All right. So that is our opinion on the upcoming Wizard of the Coast products for Dungeons and Dragons. Let us know what you think. Go ahead and leave comments um, at us at Roll on Twitter. And join us next week as we talk to Darth Vader about running a galactic empire. Ta-ta. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.